Welcome back to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick. We are joined by a very special guest, former uh, outfielder from the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, now a Miami Hurricane, Lucas Costello. Lucas, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, brother, I'm we're as Wake Forest Twitter was going off, Nick Nick Kurtz stays away from opening day. So Yes, sir. I'm, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but I am actually gonna be wearing number eight this year. Then you know what? That's perfect. We're Lucas Costello days away yes, from sir. opening day. So that's awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on and joining us. We had you on last year, kind of like towards the beginning of the season after Wake's first series with you. Seth and Adam Ciceri. Uh, but you're a Miami Hurricane now. But I think what we want to talk about maybe a little bit, because you're kind of the first besides Moose. We had Moose on about three weeks ago. Um, just talk about the Omaha run real quick. Like mm-hmm. you're the first player that we've had on from that Wake Forest team that um we've talked to. So just like we we both were there. Um, you had a great time there. I know you had a great, um, performance there. Just tell us about it. How was it? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was really magical. Honestly, the perspective that I got and and all the guys that are in my class, that 2020 high school draft class, we got to witness something that most people don't. We went there our freshman year with COVID and all that, and we didn't even make the ACC tournament. And then the following year, we improve a little bit. We go to a regional. We, we can't make it out of the regional, but it's a step in the right direction. And then last year, we all know what happened. We had um, just unbelievable talent up and down the entire roster. But we were super close as a team, which was extremely important. And um, we knew before the season, we were telling ourselves, we were like, all right, look, it's us and LSU. Like, we're going to make it, and, and that's, our, that's our, our end goal. So uh, as the year goes on, we're, we're doing well. We, we make it to number one in the, the nation, and uh, things are going our way. And it was really just, just the confidence we grew when we were playing, when the pressure was at its highest. That's how we knew we were going to be really – we were going to be really good because when – the lights were the brightest and the situation was at its most tense. That's when we we executed and we delivered. So, yeah, but going to Omaha is a dream come true. I mean, obviously, we would have loved to win the national championship and win the whole thing. But it's an experience that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Yeah, it was a great time. I mean, I had so much fun. I'm never going to forget that. I know Micah isn't either. Um, you were really the unsung hero i mean like one of the most underrated players on that squad you know you were probably the best base runner you got on base all the time uh you bunted well you had amazing plays in the outfield i think wake forest fans are gonna miss you uh it just how clutch you were um for that team i mean i think without you because i remember in 2021 you dealt with that i think it was a wrist injury or what was your injury in 2020? Yeah, it was the 2022 season. It was five games. 
Yeah, that was five games into the season. I broke my right wrist. Right. And I missed a, a big chunk of that year. Yeah. And then you, you bounced back. You know, you weren't like in the starting lineup to start the 2023 season, but you worked your way in and you became like an everyday guy, everyday outfielder. You were batting number two in the lineup. Uh, just overall, it's just so what you came through in that season to climb back and then to help your team get to Omaha is truly one of the more remarkable things that people don't talk about from that team is that you came back and you were very clutch with your singles, your bunts, your base running, stealing. I mean, hell, I saw you steal home against, I think it was NC state or something. It was. And yeah. That was one of the most hyped things I've ever seen. Like you were fired <laughs> up. That was awesome. So I think Wake fans are going to miss you, and I think uh, Miami's gaining gaining a real stud. Um, but speaking of Miami, how how does it feel now? You're you're honestly back at home. Mm -hmm. uh, you you're from Miami, Florida. You told me last year when Miami came to play Wake Forest um, that you had a lot of friends on that team. So how does it feel like to kind of be back at home, and are you more comfortable with it? Yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, I'm literally living in home like I'm in my my childhood room right now and I get to just drive <laughs> eight minutes to the field every day and and go to the field. It's 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 great for me. Honestly, I love every every part of Wake Forest and I'll, I'll forever miss being in Winston-Salem. But but being home for one more year of eligibility, it was just a, an opportunity I couldn't pass on. I don't blame you. I mean, like. No, and plus, like, did you know any of the guys that were on the team that are on this year's team for Miami? Yeah, I have a, a childhood friend, Dorian Gonzalez, who I've, I've played with for a while. He's he's here. Um, a lot of the guys that I did know personally, they they left the team. They got they got drafted or they graduated or or whatnot. But I'm still familiar with a lot of guys. Like the community, the baseball community in Miami is, is super small. So I've played with or against a lot, like a lot of guys on the team, like Gabby Gutierrez. Um, I played against Jacoby. Uh, Jacoby Long is here. Um, we got guys like I'm blanking on on the rest of the guys that I played with, but yeah, we see we still see like Don Patelli comes around. Johanny Morales is here all the time. So the, those guys are back, and there's a good culture here, which I like a lot. Yeah, I'm going to chime in on the culture real quick because I, I I thought it was super awesome to see. You guys have the alumni game. I believe it's this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And the the names that are coming through, you know, I think Alex Cora is going to be there and mm -hmm. a couple other big names. You know, what's that like, you know, when you step in and that facility was just featured? I can't remember which YouTuber just showed it off, but – you know, showed off your your beautiful new weight room and everything that you know being a Miami baseball player is. You know, what's that culture like? You know, because it's a winning culture. You know, again, not saying that Wake Forest isn't right, but you were a part of what really established a true winning culture there. Where mm -hmm. Miami's gone back, you know, multiple World Series championships. You know, what's that like? And obviously, you grew up there, so you know, it kind of feels like home. But what's that culture like around the program? Yeah, it's a super historic program. There's been a lot of winning teams, winning baseball players here. So that's that's really the standard is is win baseball games. So these guys that get drafted and 
and come back and work out with us and, and hang out with the team, they help keep that. And they, um, they're supportive of the guys and, and we're supportive of them. And we appreciate them coming back and talking to the younger guys and, and just being there for us. So yeah, I, I uh, respect them a lot for coming back and staying, staying here at home. So you guys um, have a new coach this year, JD Ortega, who's been part of y'all's program for a very long time. And this is his first year now as head coach. We did this thing for College Baseball Central, um, basically our coaches of the year. And I was stuck between Link Jarrett at, from Florida State and y'all's coach, J.D. Ortega. Um, I really think like if you guys make a run, he could really end up winning coach of the year because you guys are undervalued, I think, in talent. I think you guys are a very talented team, not – not a lot of guys are talking about Miami this year. Mm -hmm. What is JD like? Um, and how has the team responded to like his first year under um, being the new head coach? Yeah, he's great. He's got Miami in his blood. He's a homegrown guy. He played at Miami. He he went to the College World Series, I think, two or three, three years out of his four. Um, so he's a winning baseball player. And that's what he that's what he demands it's it's winning baseball players and that's it is there's no ifs or buts about it um there's been like in the past there's in the last couple of years there's been like a stigma about Miami baseball being a little bit soft and being just just talent relying on talent and that's how they're going to win but that's different now it's it's a shift in mindset that it's 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 scrappy like we're going to do what it takes to win and that's it you punch us in the mouth we're going to punch back twice as hard so that's the kind of mentality he brings to the field every day and nick this is the spot where i'm supposed to ask the question i asked last year lucas i don't know if you remember uh, i memed myself with with our call where i said why was Wake Forest preseason number five? You know, and I'm out here like questioning why you guys should be even in the top five. And well, clearly there was a very good reason. And the, actually mm -hmm. you were undervalued at the end of the day. So now I got to ask, why is Miami even considered a good baseball team? That way, you know, the, the continue the streak of overperforming the, the dumb question that I have to ask. But, you know, what it, obviously there's there's not as obviously as much pressure, right? At least I could be wrong. You can tell me if I, if I'm incorrect on that, but from what last year, right? Cause last year you're on a, a preseason top five ball club where, you know, like Nick said, it feels like Miami's being undervalued. There's, I mean, there's people, I mean, I don't think it's fair at all, that are already judging Ortega based off of zero games played. Like, it's almost like if you lose one game, there might be folks that are like, Oh, they got the wrong hire. And it's like, Hey, he's been here forever. You know, what, what is, what is the team's expectation? Is it, is it Omaha? Like as, as kind of like that been the rallying cry behind this, this program. I know last year, obviously they hosted a regional. So it's like this program doesn't know recent success. So kind of what, what is the team's mindset going into this season in terms of what, what's trying to be proven and, and, and what, what would almost be deemed uh, a failure, I guess, in terms of if you fell short of, of, of the goals you've set. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, we we all know as a team that the only rankings that matter are the last the last one, the one in June. So we're not too caught up in where the experts have us right now. But 
we are we have our mindset on winning the whole thing. That's it. It's it's it starts by winning the day and winning today. But at the end of the day, we expect nothing less than to win a national championship. Yeah, yeah I love it. I think uh, I was kind of shocked, like with all the preseason stuff, how there are, I think, six ACC teams in the top 15 and Miami is not even in the top 25. And I get it. You guys lose Yo-Yo Morales. I mean, if our good buddy Brock again doesn't exist, I think Yo-Yo's first team ACC, you know, at third base. But um, talk about like some of the guys that, um, are going to perk up and are going to be real leaders and basically the headliners where we have to watch out for uh, going into this season. I know Gage Zeal, like Gage Zeal is coming back, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm assuming he's going to be one of your aces this year. Uh, tell us about like all the players that are coming back and uh, what we can hope for. Yeah, totally. So the rotation right now, um, it looks like it's going to be Gage Zeal on Fridays. Rafe Schlesinger is back. He's going to be on Saturdays. And we have a um, junior college transfer from Miami Dade. His name's Herrick Hernandez, who no one knows about, but the kid can pitch. And we've seen it every day in, in practice, and he's legit. So we have three good starting pitchers. Um, Rafe is the kid that he, he hasn't been a starter before. He, he started, I think, I'm not sure if he started or if he came in in like the first or second inning in the regional last year against Texas, but that's the name to look out for. He is bringing it, and he looks like he looks like Chris Sale right now from the the slot he's throwing. He's throwing mid nineties, so that's the that's the guy to look out for this year. Gage Zeal is a dog. He's gonna bring it every day, every Friday night. He's gonna give our team a chance to win the game. So those three guys, those three guys are legit. Um, on the offensive side, we have Blake Sear back. Um, he's a big bat that's going to be in the middle of our lineup. We have Edgardo Villegas back. He'll be in the outfield. Scrappy ball player. Um, got that Puerto Rican swag. Um, we got Lorenzo Carrier, who hasn't been able to show what he's really capable of because of injuries the last couple of years. But from what we saw in the fall, he's going to be one of the best hitters in the ACC. Guy's got unbelievable power. Um, so he's going to drive the ball for us. We have a an unbelievable freshman class. Um, obviously, you can't sit around and expect freshmen to take over and do everything for you. But we have talent. We have we have deep freshmen that can play. And I think a name that, that people don't really know about, the people in South Florida know about him. But on the national level, Daniel Cuvet, he should play corner infield for us this year. He's a top prospect, and he's legit. He's all about winning baseball games, and the kid can mash. He reminds me of Brock Wilkin as a as like a freshman. He's got that same kind of just power to all fields. Can stick it at third. Really good arm. So yeah, we got we got we got dudes, and we're ready to play. Yeah, it seems like you the roster. I mean, it's it's Miami, right? Like people want to play for the U. It's it's all mm -hmm. about you know the the swagger behind that. Now I'm gonna take the conversation away just because you know got to have a little bit of fun on this conversation. Can't just force you to talk about baseball because you're gonna have yeah. plenty of it over the next couple months. Is there anything even close to as good as a Dioli sandwich in South Florida? 
man, it, it doesn't compare. There's there's nothing like a bacon, egg, and cheese with with a hash brown. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Cuban food though down here that I love, and uh, that's the, that's the the difference. I go from the bacon, egg, and cheeses to whatever croquetas, empanadas we got down here. But uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't compare. It's not the same. So you're telling me that a Mark Light shake is not better than a Dioli? Oh, shake. okay. Yeah, no that that <laughs> that's a different story. We're talking milkshakes. That's <laughs> top of the top. Have you have you uh, have, um, obviously you probably grew up around there, so I'm sure you've mm -hmm. had them already. What is the go to shake? So Lucas, I'm actually coming down for the Clemson series. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna experience my first Mark Light shake, and I need to know what I what I should get. Oreo cookies and cream but really whatever you like whatever whatever flavors you see on there that that sticks out to you it's going to be good i promise you it's going to be good but i always go cookies and cream very classic simple taste i like it you know yeah. you can't go wrong I with like the classic mm -mm. so you hear that nick you guys got to try to get a cookies and cream milkshake on there now and you got to call uh, the best you. thing winston-salem has is probably cookout across the street from us <laughs> those powdered milkshakes that have like zero percent fruit or whatever they hey, do can, I don't can know. you stop slandering cookout okay nick okay not not everyone gets to eat a a super nice family restaurant lucas you you'll come to realize once you're out of college that cookout was great when it was 2 a.m and you're half in the bag you know that's that's when you realize like once you're out of college oh yeah that food yeah honestly i don't know every time that we would get back late and go to cookout the line would at 2 a.m would be through the roof so i know i don't even know if it was good at 2 a.m <laughs> <laughs> it was the same it was the same in uh when i was at state the cookout on western boulevard at like 2 a.m would and western boulevard is like almost like the silas creek of mm -hmm. winston-salem you know that is just like three lanes of traffic going back and forth and then there's the right hand lane that's all the way backed up because people are trying to go into the cookout it's just yeah i don't yeah. know what it is and then the one in winston yeah like i'll dri be driving home late at night coming back from wherever and it's you know cars are wrapped around that cookout it's crazy yeah it's it's uh it's worth it though at the end of the day you get a milkshake go home happy it's about the value nick okay maybe not the quality but it's about the value okay but no that's that's, that's obviously you know nick congratulations i guess your food still is is a fantastic it, it can't even compete with the 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 delis down in miami I wanted to talk quickly, Lucas, about what what's it like, you know, your month of March, your schedule. I know you obviously look, you know, you're looking at next week, all right, how you open the season. But your month of March features Florida, Virginia, Clemson, and North Carolina. And so in five weeks, you've got four top 15 programs for a full three-game set. You know, what is the, I guess, the excitement? of that type of challenge. I know obviously Wake Forest, you, you got to compete with an ACC schedule like that. And, but it didn't seem like, you know, your, your in-state rival is not a preseason number two team normally out of conference. You know, what, what is that challenge? You know, how exciting is it to kind of get an opportunity to, to almost have a month worth of Omaha, you know, in yeah. March? Yeah, it's great. I grew up coming to games, the Florida Miami games, especially at Miami because I've never been to the ones in Gainesville. But I, I would always come. I came to the ones when they had Alex Fiedo, Brady Singer, Jackson Kowar, and they won it all that year. 
And I got to witness what that was like when when they come to Miami. And it's it's fun. It's excitement. It's it's what you what you train so hard for is those moments against the best of the best, the elite. But at the end of the day, we're all kind of bought in on this this mindset that it doesn't really matter who we play. We're going to just execute and and play the game, which was a big, big mindset that that we had at Wake Forest last year, which was why we were so successful because it didn't matter who we played. It was, it was the same game. It was just different color uniforms on the other side, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm we're all really excited. Um, having Florida come down, it, the, uh, there's not a single seat open. The, there's no more milkshakes at the end of the day. <laughs> so you better get it in quick, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's what you sign up for playing ACC baseball. Yeah, you you grew up, so I mean, it's a little bit easier to ask you because you haven't played. I guess did did you all play at Miami when you were at Wake? I, I don't recall. Like the yeah, my first on. my first road our first road trip, my freshman year, we came down here. So Miami's obviously got the maniac mascot, got some of the best fans in college baseball. You know, we have a couple listeners that I know that are that are loyal Miami fans. You know, first off just again for all of our listeners because you know we've got wake fans we've got clemson fans can you just talk about how great that miami fan base is and what it, what it's like to to put on the old english m and i guess you throw on the u too you get to throw on two very classic logos you know what's that like to you how how honored are you to obviously represent your hometown team but you know to to play in front of some could say the best fans in college baseball yeah it's special it's special. It means a lot to me because this is where I grew up and this is every kid from Miami's dream is to play for the U. But these fans are loyal, man. They they really want to see you succeed. They really are pulling for you all the time. They show up in practice. They show up. At, they they go out of their way to let you know that they're supporting you and they're they're there for you. So that's it's just super important for us because it gives us energy every single day when we show up to the ballpark. We know we got we're going to be on and we got to be on for not only ourselves, our record, whatever it is, but for all those people in the stands that that paid money to watch this play. All right, then I got to ask one more fun question, then I'll let Nick take the rest of whatever he's got. And I, like I said, I'm coming down for a game uh, in for that Clemson series. One food wreck, where should I go? Casa de Cuba. That is my favorite place here. It's uh. It's in Sunset. It's a near. It's it's very very close to the field, and that's we don't have Dioli's, so that's my breakfast place that I go to, and I get the steak and eggs, and you can't beat it. You can't beat it. Nick, how good is a Dioli sandwich in a cooler for a day? Is it is it still pretty fresh? Because I can bring Lucas down one when I come down. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend a bacon, egg, and cheese for you to travel the 13 hours from Winston to Miami. No. Uh, Moose is trying to get uh, his sandwich on the menu. They call it, We call it the Moose Burrito, but it's not even a burrito anymore. He puts it on the ciabatta roll. And now his wife gets it, except she has to have gluten-free bread. So we call it the Mrs. Moose burrito. What's the uh, what's the order? It's uh so it's a breakfast burrito, but he uses the rotisserie turkey from the turkey sandwich. And then he'll do avocado, um, pesto mayonnaise, and then our hot jarnera peppers. Wow. And, yeah. He goes all out. And then 
he has to restrain himself from a cinnamon roll. So yeah, how, how does he like that? Because when we had him on, you know, that was the first time you introduced the idea of the hot peppers. Yeah, he, he, he did. Did it hit his like Chipotle? Because Lucas, just for some context, he he was telling Nick they needed some sort of Chipotle mayo to put on it for it to be the greatest breakfast sandwich or burrito of all time. And Nick raised him with some fresh, you know, hot peppers, you know, that are kind of like a house special. Did, did it did it check the box for him, Nick, or is he still complaining about the lack of a Chipotle mayo? No, now now it's like the standard for him. He he needs the pesto mayonnaise. He needs the hot peppers on his sandwich. It's pretty funny. He just needs to call and just like, hey, get me a moose, and that's it. <laughs> this sounds damn good. I gotta try me one. I know it sucks that you know Wake isn't on the schedule for you guys. I was yeah. really hoping you guys were – I know you probably wouldn't be coming back up here considering Miami played Wake last year in Winston, but I think it would have been cool for you to, like, play against your former team sometime this year. I mean, maybe you will in yeah, uh, Durham in the ACC tournament. So and in Omaha. I think and maybe in, in Omaha. I think the ACC tournament's in Charlotte this year. Oh, Charlotte, I should say. Yeah, not Durham. Charlotte, Charlotte. Um but that would be that that would have been really cool. But you never know; it could happen. That'd be know. awesome. You never know. My my cross them uh, sometime this year. Yeah. Um. I do have one more baseball question. Um. So one of y'all's players last year, who who was going to be like a huge leader, one going to be one of the bigger names, and I would be very embarrassed if I'm wrong and he's not on the team anymore. But Jacoby Long, he's still on the team, correct? Yes. 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 Okay, so he dealt with a pretty bad injury. Didn't come back to like pretty much towards the end of the season. What's the difference like when he's in the lineup and when not? Because Miami was, you know, obviously hosted a regional, but they were missing that clutch. Like he was really good at getting on base. What's it like now that he's fully healthy and hopefully he can stay healthy throughout the rest of the season? Yeah, he's an unbelievable outfielder. Unbelievable. He's got just such God-given speed and abilities to track balls down that he's a different he can change games by the way he plays defense and uh yeah his abilities on the base path too is 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 very helpful helpful for our kind of team being scrappy ball players that are going to win so his game his game helps us a lot getting on base stealing bases putting the bunt down making plays in the outfield that's that's the kind of game he brings That's sweet. Yeah, I know that they were um, missing him last year, and they're gonna need him back again for this year if they're gonna if you guys are gonna make a run, which I hope you do. I mean, uh, Miami's one of those programs that you know I think is better. It's better for the conference, better for uh, college baseball when Miami's just somewhere around in the picture. You know, mm -hmm. um, so I think that's pretty great. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. So do you uh do the guys ever give you any any heat for for being in the childhood bedroom? I was I'm glad you addressed that because I was actually almost gonna ask like how did you decorate your dorm room with almost everything like you own? Like, it looks like like my place where you know I actually live here. So you know is that it is it nice to have the home cooking? Do you guys give you a hard time at all? You know, is there it's, it's you nice. wish you had a dorm or is it kind of like you know it's just great to be home? It's great to be home. The guys don't give you a hard time for it because there are a lot of local guys here. Mm. There's, I think on the roster, we have like 10, maybe 11 guys within 45 minutes or an hour. 
and some of the guys stay home. I'm not, I'm not the only one. There's like four, four guys that, that stay home. And, um, it's great. We, 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 we have a lot of guys that have apartments and places very close by. So we spend a lot of time together there. Um, but then at the end of the day, you need some food. I just come home, got, got groceries here waiting for me all the time. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to complain. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, what's it like when you're playing, you know, little league high school baseball down in Miami is it really the end goal for high school baseball players down there is basically the big three, Miami, Florida State, or Florida? Like, I'm, I want to go to one of these schools. Um, Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. That was, that's a good way to, to put it. There's, there's, there's like these groups, these cliques that, that you grow up. There's the Floridas, the, the Gator people, and then there's the, the Tallahassee people. And then there's the Miami people. But at the end of the day, I never really was set on one school. I was just op- I was just kind of open to going wherever, wherever I ended up, you know, wherever schools offered me and, and showed interest in me and whatever the best fit was going to be for me. That's kind of where I've always wanted to go. But going to Miami games growing up, m- most kids see that and they're like, wow, like, OK, I want to play there. There's that parent like influence that the parents that went to Florida State are like, yeah, you want to go to Florida State is way better. And then the people that that went to the to UF, they're like, no, you want to go to Gainesville. It's, it's way better. That's where you want to be. But the kids here in Miami, they see the mark like magic and and that's where they want to be. Or at least a part of them wants to. To be a part of that. And the other two right. schools don't offer milkshakes, you know, that, that are legendary. So, I mean, I don't know how you could pick the other two. Let's just be honest. Yeah. But. That's what I'm saying. Awesome. Well, I, I've that's everything I've got, Nick. What, what do you got? Anything else you got for, for Lucas? Uh, not really much, man. I mean, you kind of covered it all. Um, dang, my brother wanted to say hi, but I think he's, in the shower right now <laughs> so i might pound on his door in a second but um yeah man it, it's good to see you um i'm glad that you're down there uh it seemed like the right fit for you um you guys i i think you guys are highly underrated i wouldn't be surprised if miami made a run i would honestly i wouldn't be surprised if you guys won the acc championship because the acc is you know it's right there with the sec in terms of how many teams are just all competitive mm-hmm. towards each other how many teams are in the top 25 how many teams make regionals or host or make it to omaha and miami is just right in the middle of the mix you know so it's not going to surprise me at all you know when we're three weeks into the season and miami's back in the top 25 or something like that so um yeah man i'm I'm glad I got to say hi. I'm glad that you, I'm so happy that you got to hop on with us. Cause we uh, had to catch up because I hadn't seen you since. Yeah. It's been a long you time. Left. So yeah. it's great to see you, man. Um, I'm glad that you're down there and we'll be rooting for you. I'm going to be, we're going to be keeping close eye on Miami baseball for sure because of you. So um, good luck this year, Lucas. It's going to be awesome. 
Thank you. I Ma that a lot. Mama and uh, Daddy Dioli say hello. They miss I was going to say, I was going to say, make sure you tell them I say hi and I miss them very much. Yeah, they, I, I told them that I was interviewing you today and they said, oh, you got to tell them that we said hello because <laughs> you and Seth were right up there as number one and two coming into Dioli's, like number one and two customers. It's either you two or <laughs> Christopher Katz. So yeah, um, I think that was really awesome when you guys always came in. So um, and I'm gonna Lucas. embarrass I'm gonna embarrass Nick here too, real quick. Like just to give you an idea, this kid was fangirling. He probably texted me every day. We gotta get him on. We gotta get him back on. We I'm I, we gotta get him back on. Like you know Thursday. What time are you good for Thursday? It's like I was I was trying to tell him like if you if you want to do this interview without me, you you can do it without me. <laughs> I trust you to to run it. So by the way, congratulations. You are the first two time guest on on the pod. So. You know, he's he we have to hang up his jersey in the rafters now, Nick. Our let's go. Just means yeah. left ACC podcast rafters. We, we gotta get a Costello first, jersey. Yeah, for first retired number. Yeah, if they uh if they do if they do the NIL shirts at you know, I think Miami does the NIL gear at the games. And so I might have to cop Nick and myself one when I'm down there so that way we can wrap you up here. But yeah, I, I can't tell you enough. He was he was you would have thought it was Christmas Day and you were about to like offer him like a job or something. He was so excited to get you back on. So <laughs> that is so awesome. That is so awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah, of course, man. Well, Lucas, uh, good luck this season. I uh, can't wait to see what you guys do, man. It's good to talk to you. Absolutely. Hey guys, Nick here, taking a quick break so that I can tell you about Dioli's Italian market, my family business. We've been located in Winston-Salem since 2007, and we've been a vital part of the Wake Forest community for students, athletes, coaches, and faculty, and the Winston-Salem community as well. You guys have heard guests come on before. Anyone that's part of the Wake Forest community has raved about my parents' deli, our family deli, and the hype is real. It wouldn't be if we've been here this long. So I got a deal for you. If you come into the deli, and you recognize me and you say, hey, I'm a big fan of the podcast or I've listened to you guys before and I love what you're doing. I will give you a free sandwich card with any purchase you make in the store. So you come in, you talk about the podcast with me a little bit. You purchase something. I'll give you a sandwich card that has all 10 stamps. And then your ne the next time you come in, your sandwich is on me. So that's all you got to do. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for supporting a small family business that's been part of the Winston-Salem community for all these years. Thank you for listening to the show, and we are coming right back to you.